Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me on Spoiler Country. Cowabunga! Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Armies of the Spoilerverse unite! And welcome back to Spoilerverse. For the country, I'm Kendrick Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And Ayo. today on the show, well, it's really, really exciting because he is one half responsible for one of the greatest comic book, toy line, movie line, just all around badass awesomeness that you all know and love, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman. Yeah, we had the uh, the pleasure of uh, speaking with him, uh, and one of his. He doesn't do a lot of uh, online interviews. Uh, it all scheduled out. We had the, we had, Jeff got us in there. It was great. Yep. Uh, we got to talk to him about turtles, about um, about what's coming out new, which he talks about the last Ronin, which is a, an unpublished story from the eighties with him and P- Peter Lillard, the other creator of Turtles, and talked a little bit about uh, Peter Buddy Ben Bishop, Peter Laird. Laird? There you I go. You said Lillard. Name. Kind well, of like, who I is stutter- Peter Lillard? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know what? One, first off, screw you. Second off, I have uh, I I can't say Please. certain words. So you're making fun of me. You're making fun of my speech impediment. So oh, I'm all day call, long, I'm, dude. I'm calling harassment. All day long, I will make fun of you for that. <laughs> you run a podcast. You're gonna get made fun of. <laughs> I'm gonna call the spoiler country HR department, and I'm gonna turn you in for this. Okay. So, um, do you need my number now, or do you know which one to call? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you afterwards. <laughs> I want to complain about Kenrick. He's an asshole. Um. <laughs> but Kevin Eastman, can you believe that we yeah. got to sit down and have some time with him? And he gave us more time because then he gave other people, which was awesome. Yeah, we, it was great. We got about like 20, 25 minutes with them. Talked about a bunch of stuff. He did a great bump for us, which you heard in the beginning there. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Man, I grew up. I was a huge. I mean. I was a huge Turtles fan. Like we talked about it. We've talked about Turtles on. I was a big. Never, I was a big fan. Done, let me interrupt you. I was a, just for a second. Uh, I was a big fan in the mid '80s with the comic books when they not yeah. when they were magazine size because I I missed that. I was like really right. right when they when they got started doing the normal comic books and they were all over right before the cartoon and then the cartoon came out about three years later and I think that's when you got really invested. I think you're a much bigger fan than I was because it, it hit your age group a little bit different than mine. It did. So I found Turtles uh, actually before the cartoon. Um, I mean, I, I, cartoon was where I fell in love with them, right? Because I was right. I was right at my age, eighty eight, eighty nine. I was like, you know, eight, seven, eight years or whatever. Uh, but like before the cartoon was was coming out, before I or before I saw, it, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, my uncle, my dad's, well, my uncle Dick, my dad's best friend, right? We called him Uncle Dick. He had. Uh, he used to give me comic books or toys I had an uncle or Dick like, too. cool gifts. 
Right. Most people do have an uncle dick. Oh, they have, or they have an uncle that's a dick. One of the two. You're right. But uh, he gave me he gave me a copy of uh, the second uh, issue of Turtles, the actual magazine size one, the first printing nice. of the second issue. He's like, here, check this out. I think Johnny. And then it's kind of a weird gift to give like an eight nine year old because those are very adult comics and in, in tone. Yeah. But I loved it. I loved the fact there was these turtles running around doing stuff and. I, I read it. I didn't understand what I was reading because I was like eight or nine, but I, I loved the pictures, loved the art. And then it was a cartoon. And then I really fell in love with the cartoon because it was quirky. It was funny. Um, it was very different from the comic book, but I, I loved the cartoon. I had, dude, I had like every freaking toy. Like I was the, I was the demo at convincing my parents to buy me all the toys between turtles and He-Man. Those were my two like toys growing up. I had tons of those toys. I ended up saving up my money from like birthdays and, and, and Christmases one year just so I could buy the turtle van. And at the time it was like $80 or something like that. So it was a lot of money for me to buy, to buy myself as a kid, as like an 11, 12 year old kid in the early nineties. And I remember getting it. I bought it from target in Silverdale. I remember bringing it home, opening it up. I played with it for like two hours and it fell apart. Like it just broke. And I was so upset. Cause Is I had a saved Bandai my money. Toy? I brought whatever, whatever company, whatever company was making at the time. I don't remember. Or Playmobil. Yeah. But it just it like, it like the doors fell off. They broke off the bottom. of the, It just broke. And I was so upset. I was crying. I was so mad. I ended up taking it back and return. It was the first time I ever returned something. And I was so mad. I returned it back. And I was like, I'm never buying a vehicle for a toy again. Cause they fall apart. And they're crappy. And so I just bought more, more action figures. And I was like, I'm not going to have like, I'm not going to buy the Technodrome. I'm not going to buy any of the, the, the vehicles because they just fall apart. So it gave me such a bad experience. Like for like the rest of my toy buying career, I wouldn't buy any of the accessories or play sets. I would just buy the toys because I was convinced that every toy set I was going to get was going to be like the turtle van where it just fell apart. <laughs> well, while Johnny cries about his childhood and his broken toys, <laughs> why don't we listen to Kevin Eastman talk about Ronin <laughs> and the, everything that's going on right now and, 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 get a little bit of history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Kevin himself in his own words. All right, guys, we're here. Special, <laughs> special day. Uh, if you are, if you're like me, who grew up in the 80s, 10 years old, I went down to the comic book store and I saw this crazy, crazy book that had turtles on the cover and then I fell in love uh, then you're going to love our next guest. And he's the co-creator, Kevin Eastman. Thank you so much for joining us on Spoiler Country. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for asking me to come on. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, this is, this is really cool, man. How long have you been... Oh, man. How, how the best way to put this? How long have you been working on or being a part of the Turtles now? Has it been like almost 35 years? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's, um, you know, Peter and I did that, you know, that very first, you know... Um, very first drawing or two that sort of was the spark that yeah. uh, launched the quote unquote jokingly back then the turtle empire was uh, back in 1983 into early 84 right. and we still published the first issue in may of 84 so um you know again the turtles have been with us um for now 36 years and you know although peter and i sort of ran and managed everything for the first 15 years i guess then i i stepped away sold my interest and then Peter ran things for a while, then he retired, and then it was sold to Viacom. And then 2010, Viacom approached me uh, to help consult on the new comic books, the, the TV series, and the yeah. movie. So, I'm, you know, <laughs> after all that time, I back in Turtles. So, the last, you know, 11 years, I've been full 
on working, you know, as a freelancer or consultant or anything, all things turtles. And it's just the greatest gift um, ever. I, I, I love it. That's awesome. Um, as much as I did when I first started it. So it's, it's fantastic. You know who we had on just a couple of weeks ago? We had uh, Kim Dawson and Bobby Herbeck on. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And it's coming up on the, you know, we just it's, were celebrating 30 years of the Team and Team movie. And yeah, that's man. crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you think back when that movie, when yeah, you guys got the deal, they actually make that movie. What was going through you guys' head? Well, the, the thing, what was interesting um, at that time is that we, you know, what Peter and I loved the most um, about that whole experience is that we went into that world of animation and toys and then eventually the movie with, yeah. um, you know, without blinders. We knew what we were getting into for the most part. We knew the areas that we didn't know would get help with, but we knew that um, heroes of ours like Jack Kirby and so many other, you know, shoulders that we stand on the, I mean, giants that we stand on the shoulders of that created characters that influenced us sometimes didn't get to consult or have say or even profit from their invention. So Pete and I were pretty adamant um, that we had full control over I know, I love it. Um, uh, who was writing it, who was um, designing the costumes, who was doing all of this. And we were very blessed in that, um, you know, with that first movie, uh, I didn't have much interaction with Bobby. Um, the main writer I worked with, the guy that actually wrote the script, as far as I know, was the guy named Todd Langdon. Right. Um, but uh, he worked directly with Steve Barron. So we worked with Steve, who we ador- loved and adored, uh, Todd Langdon on the script, and, uh, of course, the incredible, uh, incomparable Jim Henson, who brought these characters to, uh, to life in a yeah, way that I just could never have imagined. And... Um, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a perfect storm of creativity with those three guys. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's a, it's a magical movie though. It's, it's still, it just holds apart. You know what I mean? It's, it, how do you, how do you put this? It, it, there's a lot of nostalgia around it, you know? So when it's on, you got to stop, you got to watch it. And then you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe (laughs) how fun this was. I was, I think when that came out, 1989, is that right? 1990. So I was. Yeah. 1990. 15, oh. 16, I still loved it. You were 16? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I to, to me, it's like... It, it, <laughs> no, it's, to me, it, it was one of those perfect movies. Again, it was this perfect storm idea when it came out and, and what it did for the for the times and what it did as a movie. It's like, to me, it reminds me of, you know, not without being biased, and is that a comfort movie or some nostalgic movie that, you know, when I look back and, and, you know, if I'm flicking channels and alien, the original alien movie comes up, yeah. I'll stop and watch it. Yeah. Or the original Blade Runner movie or even, exactly. you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that first movie, that was such a wonderful time, but those are our staples. And those are huge inspirations and well, influences to what we were doing. So that first movie is just, was fantastic. Yeah. See, for me, it's, it's the same vein, right? Raiders of the Lost Ark. I stop Goonies. I stop. Back to the Future, I stop. Yep. TMNT, I stop. Yep. It's that tactile feel, too. It's the, the purpose <laughs> that Henson did where it's so amazing looking that you're just like, okay, I got to stop and do this. Yep, I loved it. That's right. <laughs> but when you stopped doing TMNT, when you, when you stepped away for a while, um, which makes sense, you know what I mean? Because I kind of feel like you look at bands that play for 40 years, they got to get sick of playing that same song, even though they're making a good amount of money every time they tour and they, you know, they sing that that once, you know, there are a few songs that all everybody wants to hear, but good lord, man, doing it for 40 years, you gotta get you gotta have some new stuff going on. And when you left and did Heavy Metal Magazine, one of my favorite publications, because I loved the movie and then I read the books, and then 
you know, what was it like working on heavy metal? Well, that's, you know, it's a great point because it is like, you know, you know, Peter and I worked on all things turtles for, you know, 15, almost 20 years yeah. solid, you know, 90 hours a week, every day, day in and out. And no, there was no love loss for our creations and the characters. It was, right. you know, both Peter and I were influenced by Jack Kirby, who is known for a lot of different creations and a lot of different characters. And he wrote and drew and did everything. So to me, it was always, I wanted to be one of those guys like that was always challenging myself artistically and creatively in writing and drawing, you know, um, like Jack Kirby. So it was, um, things like heavy metal that, um, uh, just brought in a whole new level of creativity that was really exciting to me. Um, again, taking a break from the turtles to some of my own projects. I did kids projects and some science fiction projects and stuff, yeah, but that's, cool. it's a creative stretching of those legs that sort of brings you a better perspective. So when I came back to the turtles, you know, years later in like the 2010, early 2011, it was not only with a fresh perspective that I'd done some other things. It is like getting the band back together and you go, you know, it was, it was pretty good when we were together, we played the songs. And so yeah. that, as well as, um, a lot of the guys that I get to work with at IDW are so creative and, you know, I call them kids cause they're half my age and they're, <laughs> you know, more, more, they draw better or write better than I ever did. They're just fantastic. and so inspirational. Yeah, speaking of IDW, how is work going there? Are you having fun? Do you have new creations you can talk about? And what's coming up that we can uh, actually maybe get a little sneak peek at? It? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because it's always our stuff. I have to be careful because I don't want to let the. Uh, um, well, they, if you say they, something, they Kevin, warn me not to. That you can't say. <laughs> just tell me if you accidentally let something slip. Just tell me. We'll edit it out. Yeah, no, no worries. I'm, um, you know, I talk too much anyway. But the, uh, no, we, um, um, what was fun is uh, December of last year, um, we finished uh, 100 issues of the Turtles. That, wow. You know, started in 2011, and issue 100 came out in December, and that was such a, in my opinion, a, a definitive run on Turtles within the IDW universe, That's a, a whole new universe yeah. of. Turtles and creation. Oh my God, it was just great. And I got to work with the incredible, incomparable, you know, Tom Waltz and so many fantastic artists. You, so then Tom and I, as we. Sorry, got, I don't mean to interrupt, but my co host, John, his buddy, Ben Bishop, mm -hmm. you've worked with him. And you, uh, oh, yeah. Blood with, with his buddy, Ben Bishop, and he's wondering how that went. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, we've had um, uh, Ben Bishop. Um, we met um, through uh, David Avaloni, and I created a concept called. Uh, Drawing Bud, which is kind of a um, spinal tap sort of semi-fictional, it's a completely fictional true story of this character named Shane Bookman, and we were looking for, um, it's all set within the world of comic books, um, kind of like Spinal Tap was set within the world of music, and um, so we um, uh, were looking for series artists to do that to help bring it to life, and we had seen Ben's work in a book he did called The Aggregate, and uh, yeah. I approached him and said, hey, we think you're the perfect guy for this series. And so he joined us and he's been, we've been working with Ben since goodness, 2017 and, uh, i to work with him for, uh, uh, many, many years to come. And, uh, actually we did a turtle story together last year called target R based on Raphael and, uh, and stuff. So yeah, that, that project's going great. And um, we're almost done with the, um, well, not almost done. We're about an issue and a half away from finishing the, Kickstarter support for our 2019 Kickstarter oh, um, good luck. Yeah, event, which, yeah, which raised that raised money for issues five, six, seven, and eight. So, nice. yeah, so we're working away on that. And then, um, back at IDW, Tom Waltz and I wrote a 
a story adapted from a story Pete and I wrote in 1987 called The Last Ronin. So it's a older, edgier, kind of dark nighty version of a turtle story. So we're, we're sort of hammering away at that, and that'll be out later this year, too. Was so that a released for our story? The Last Ronin? I say that again, please? Was that a released story? That's a- no, it was a story that Pete and I wrote in 1987. We did the outline for the story, and it had been in my, our, you know, been in my archives, our archives, oh, since cool. then. Um, and so, you know, I discovered it about 10 years ago, and and um, uh, as Tom and I were looking for the next evolution of where we wanted to go with um, Turtles after issue 100, because yeah. we wanted to step away for a bit, but then we wanted to do something, again, older and edgier for a much older audience. Um, and so we started working on that um, last January, so uh, not this past January, January before. So we've been making notes on it for about a year, and now we're in full production. Oh, that's so awesome. Be later, probably, I think August, I think. So. Does it feel but like yeah, you're going guys, back you guys in time? Oh, goodness, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's great. It's just, uh, <laughs> Did you look at some of the original the ideas stuff, and go, what yeah. the hell were we thinking? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. That was the that was the fun part when you know, yeah. when I rediscovered it because we had written written it as a full outline, beginning, middle, and end that we just never did. And so going back to that time period, but then we also were adapting it and updating it to uh, you know because it was set 1987. It was designed to be set 30 years in the future, which would have been 2017. So <laughs> Tom and I adapted it. And we're having it um, <laughs> set kind of around. 2040 you know we're not saying exactly yeah it's, it's definitely 20 years in the future that's from awesome. today yeah that's exciting man i'm really I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what comes out i i love the stuff that you're doing at idw uh i saw the the documentary or was it no it wasn't the documentary was it the uh the netflix yeah the, doc, the netflix documentary series of the uh, oh right right the toys. Yeah. and it was that's, like they were talking like this is the first time you and peter actually sat down in a long time and it was like Oh, now it feels like everything's right with the world because Laird and Eastman seems like two things that just go together, like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, and, and with all respect to you know the world and the yeah. fans that enjoyed that um, Netflix documentary, is um, um, they painted a very interesting picture because um, if you want to see a really good documentary, you yeah. can see uh, one called Turtle Power, which uh, Peter and I were together for. We did this whole documentary that came out in 2015. Oh, we nice. did. We were together for the Turtles' 30th anniversary signing. So we, they made it seem like we hadn't seen each other in years, and it yeah. just was simply not true. Oh. You know, we we we'd always been in touch, and we had, like I said, we were we were filmed together, together. You know, on the old location of the original studio that we created the Turtles in, yeah. just a couple of years before, and we did the 30th anniversary oh, signing funny. a couple of years before. So that was, you know, they they had a different picture they wanted to paint, but um, you know what. To me, was interesting, and, and you know they covered some of the toy aspects that I thought were kind of interesting to fans that wanted to see that history. But otherwise, it was um, uh, there was a lot of inequity. Liberal. And <laughs> for example, the, the toy that made us opens up with well, they say like you know the opening of toys that made us say is says, you know that I was born in Springvale, Maine. Right. And I don't even know where Springvale, Maine is. <laughs> I was born in it's over there, in Maine, there and that, that, that's a. It's north, south, yeah. east of west of you. So that's <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. And, uh, oh, that's you know, it's if you enjoyed it, that's the most important part. Yeah, it was. It, I that was cool. But uh, now I want to go check out the the Turtle Power one because that that seems more in vain. If you're supporting, if you're endorsing that one, then that's the one I want to watch. No, not one that's it's really well researched and really well done. So. Yeah. Hey, last question before I let you go, <laughs> if you don't mind. 
taking away sure. this iter- iteration of Turtles right now, what's your favorite era of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, but you know, you know, hands down, without a doubt, you know, the first um, you know fifteen issues that Peter and I did together because that yeah. was really the the creation, the evolution that period from you know nineteen eighty four to you know. Um, um, you know, well, you know, to, to the early nineties, that was all things turtles were built on what Peter and I did then. So that was so much fun, yeah. but I would point to, um, you know, besides the first turtle movie that, uh, Steve Barron did, which was fantastic, but I would point to a 2007 animated movie called, it was just basically called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was, um, yep. directed by Kevin Monroe. Um, no, hands down one of my favorite turtle adaptations. Um, very clever, just very well written and very well done. Um, awesome. So I would go with that one. I'd pick the 2007 as one of my favorites. Uh, looking backwards, oh, I love it. Well, Mr. Eastman, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Hey, you know, um, I appreciate having me on. I appreciate all the uh, love and support over the years. And you guys uh, and all your loved ones, stay safe, um, keep the faith, and we're uh, look forward to seeing you out there at the comic convention circuit one day soon. Awesome. Because it's, uh, we'll get our normal back, and we can't wait to see you all out there again. Hey, thanks a lot. Are you, are, you, are you done crying? Are <laughs> you good? I'm good. I'm good. I had a, had a good cry out there. Uh, thanks for listening to me, Kenrick. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll, re, I'll, I'll recant my HR claim against you for my speech impediment, but uh, <laughs> you're in the nice, buddy. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny, though. I can't believe that you saved your money up to buy the Techni- – was it – which which the, vehicle was it? The turtle, the turtle van. The van. Really? Yeah. The van broke? Yeah. How rough were you with that van, dude? Dude, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. The point is it fell apart. <laughs> no, actually, to be to be honest, uh, when I got it home to out of the box, uh, I was rough with my toys. I played with my toys, but yeah. the van did the van parts of the van did fall apart just by like not really doing much with it. Oh. I, I only had it for like two days. Yeah. So it like the doors fell off like with like an know, hour man, of eight year old two days hell? can do a lot of damage to a toy truck. I was like eleven, all right? Eleven or twelve. Oh, it's a little older. I don't know if that's better or not. <laughs> <laughs> i mean who knows but it was i mean i had all the i had i had so many so this of is the in the 90s had, you bought the toy in the 90s yeah when it came out yeah i thought it came out in the 80s with the in the late 80s with the uh the cartoon well the van no well it probably did so because wasn't it the cartoon, cartoon then the movies like cartoon well, the, and toys then the movies happened right? yeah yeah well it was 88 for the cartoon 90 for the movie and then the toys were coming out like 89 to like after that the soft heads first and the hard heads yeah i think the van the van came out like 91 or something like that but i bought it probably i probably bought it like 92 because i probably i'm pretty sure i bought it like a year or so after it had come out yeah because I, I had to save my money for like a year to buy this thing what were you doing with it when it broke do you remember i was just playing in my room with the turtles like just were you, sitting in, in, like, in, were you sitting in the middle of your room with all your turtle gear just lined up around you and you had your little toy, your little van and you're going room, room, and then had your like Casey sitting there and you're like, I'm going to hit you Casey with my, with my van. And then the van like broke that. and you're like, Oh, well, I, I also use, I also used to use Lincoln logs to build houses for my toys. Uh-huh. I had a bunch of Lincoln logs. And I build, I would build like bases out of Lincoln logs and I, or castles or whatever for them to play in. So I, I I was probably taking the you, van, like you, running into a castle. You run into the castle and be yeah. like, "Why did it break?" 
because you hit freaking wood with it. <laughs> Look, the point is, I got my money back and I bought more action figures. Okay, nice. Because Target took Target so you took went, it back. you lied to Target and said, well, "Hey, everything broke." I didn't lie. After I played with it and crashed it into castles and other action figures in my room, and I want my money back. Look, a toy should I got not my break. Joy. <laughs> After a day or two, okay? It should not. You should be able to play with it for a day or two and it'd be fine. Uh, do you wish you still had that broken van? Isn't that uh, weird? I, no. I, so actually, a couple years ago, I, if you listen to an old episode called yeah. Exploiting Your Friends with Sandman Slim, you know who I'm talking about. But yeah. the guy from that episode I talked about, I had bought a bunch of turtle toys from him. Like, I mean, I remember every that. turtle toy that was ever existed. Yep. And I bought I I gave him like $800 for one. I, my, my plan with him was I was going to pull out the ones I wanted to keep and then just sell the rest because yep. they're those are, yeah. they're worth money now. Yeah. Um, but he ended up buying them back. I, I ended up like having him buy them back for me. So I was like, he had buyer's remorse or seller's, seller's remorse. remorse. I was just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. But he made like, well, you drive like a million miles and then late dude, it was so showing up. And then it was like, what the uh, hell, dude? You should have just left. Right. I but we did but use I that got, money I, to I, uh, go to San Diego Comic-Con. Right. I mean, we, I mean, we were leaving that day. We were leaving that afternoon. <laughs> so Is that when we, was that what I, it was? I thought it was the next day, but yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. No, because I picked you up on my way back. <laughs> That's right. You were so frustrated with <laughs> so, that guy. Dude. And then, and then the whole exploit. Listen, Go listen to Exploiting Your Friends with Sam and Slim. It's a really good episode. It's a great and episode. It talks all about what this guy tried to pull. Yeah. But it, you know, I, I I had gotten that I had it back at that point, right? I had that, I had the Technotron, all this stuff. So, no, I don't wish I had it now, because right, it's 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 a big, bulky toy. It's not. I mean, it's cool, but like I'm a 38, almost 40 year old man. I don't. I mean, I do have some <laughs> toys, and I keep some toys that have like sentimental value to me or, or something like that. But like, I don't need you, to have an entire collection of TMNT Turtle toys. For you me, know, it's the not, only not toy. Me. That I, well, one somebody was really cool and sent me a Argo in the mail or a spa- spaceship Yamamoto for for the Japanese style fans of Star Blazers, and they must I, be the coolest person ever. I know, dude, that was really cool of you because I didn't even know it just showed up, <laughs> and I just assumed because we're getting presents for for Ella in this in the in the mail, right? And so things would just yeah. keep coming in the, from Amazon, and I just assumed that it was something for Ella, so I gave it to Tafin, <laughs> and she opens it up, she's like. What is this? <laughs> I didn't order this. I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> that's mine. That's mine. And then I was like, who sent this to me? But you're the first person I thought of. And the first one I sent it, you know what I mean? Right. So right. I, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're it's welcome. really cool. But, no, it, it, you're welcome. But when I was growing up, one of the, uh, so I, I had Transformers and GI Joe. That, those were my two toys and some Legos, right. but I didn't have a lot of Legos because Legos were expensive. They were more expensive than GI Joe. Or Transformers, yeah, even. If, I mean, unless you get like a tiny little thing, you know what I right. mean? But if you want to get like a set of things, they were too... Dude, my parents were like, nah, that's way too much. Um, yeah, same. But we got knockoffs. We got Capsilla, which I would highly suggest <laughs> anybody looking those up because they were super cool. Uh, but G.I. Joe was like the first toys I really remember getting. And mm-hmm. you would get the action figures. And then the back of the box, they would have like cards that... that said that gave like history and kind of like a baseball card for the character. Right. 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 And, and then some of the boxes had little uh, points and you cut out the points and you can send them away oh, and yep. you can get Duke. Yep. With however many points you got. So that was my first thing that I remember. And I was like, it's like, like 82 dude, 83. So I was eight <laughs> or nine and I sent it off. Maybe even earlier, I sent it off and got Duke in the mail. Cause you couldn't get Duke in the store. 
You had right. to you had to order away for him. And I had Duke, man. That was he was my favorite guy on on. Uh, he's like supposed to be, and then end up being a lot. Most people hated Duke, right? Because he was like the Captain America goody two shoe guy. And right, but I love Duke. That was that was my dude because I sent away from him, so I had the toy, and so I'd watch GI Joe. I'd have my Duke. I'd have um, uh, I can't remember. I had a tank. I don't remember what the what the style of tank it was. I have to look. Uh, and I had a couple other, I only had like four or five different things from G.I. Joe, not like a ton, but, uh, I had that Duke and I had him forever. And I remember my buddy melted him with a lighter, right? You know, and then he ended up getting lost and that was gone. And, and now it's like, I think out of all the toys I ever had, and, and I had like Optimus Prime and I had like sound, uh, Soundwave, who was really cool. Right. Yeah. And I had, um couple other ones but the, you know Soundwave was my favorite and duke was my favorite and those are probably the only two out of my childhood that i would probably want again you know but they're small right they're small they're yeah. small they're not this huge bulky like i don't get the people that want the the flag the aircraft carrier the flag aircraft car- carrier that's so like the big. size of a queen size bed you know right or, or like the people who want like the the giant what is it devastator or uh uh, uh omega prime Omega Prime, whatever the giant team. Like, yeah. Where are you gonna put that? Like that's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. You, there's no place to put it, or you know, unless you have like, you know, unless you you live in a in a ginormous house that has the ability to display a whole collection of things like that, <laughs> right? You right. know, otherwise it's just not worth it. But TMNT and Kevin and this and the and the stuff that Kevin Eastman created with Peter Laird, yeah, uh, they like tapped in. And the stuff that Damn. they did is resonating 30 years later, 40 years later with people. It's crazy. It yeah. is. It is. And they had, and similar to the GI Joe points, Turtles had pizza points. You could get like, you could, I had, you get visors and calculators, membership cards, and like a yeah. play set for like eats and a crayon set, all, all team and tea themed. There's not like a, you can get books too. I think, I think I use my pizza points to get the books mostly because I thought the rest of the stuff was kind of lame. Yeah. Um, but they had that too. But the turtles, man, they they have resonated throughout history. I mean, it's just it's they're, they're going to be one of those characters, like like Spider Man. Yeah, like there's only I feel like there's only a couple characters out of comic books that will still be told three thousand years from now. Right, right, right. And I feel like Superman is one, Spider Man is is one, and Batman. Those three are probably. I mean, you could throw Wonder Woman in; she probably will be as well. But for sure, those right. three. Right. You right. know what I mean? They will have people talking about it. And I think TMNT is going to be right there with them. Well, yeah, because it's, it's it, man, it's it was one of the first, I mean, there, there was, an, it was an indie comic, right? But indie comics, yeah. you know, there was a couple ones that took off before this, right? There was uh, Cerebus, you know, the Aardvark and a couple other ones. But like TMNT right. is the first indie comic, really, that I can think of that blew up to an international scale. And oh, the heights that they're at. You know, well, you'll probably never see this again. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, could it happen? It anything is possible, but the likelihood right. of how this all happened and working out of a house, calling it Mirage Studios out of oh, that's so great, yeah, out of their house, then having um, the guy guys show up and says, "We love your product. We want to license it for a movie." Yep, and then have you know cartoons and toys and a movie come out, and then it's. It just goes on and on and on. And then you have Saban of the Saban Mighty Morphin Power Rangers create the theme song that we all know and love for the cartoon, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage turtles. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Everybody knows that. As soon as you even hum it, Turtle people can't. Do you know my band used to cover that song at shows? Oh, dude. And to, why wouldn't you? We used, to, we used to play a punk rock version of that. I, I'm surprised <laughs> you're the only one. You know what I'm saying? All right. Right. Oh, I'm sure there's others, but it was we would do it all. It was, it was a huge hit. We do that and we do DuckTales and people loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably all sing along. <laughs> they did. Everyone loved the woo part yeah. of DuckTales. <laughs> what were you surprised? I I was I didn't know Saman uh, wrote that song until Eastman brought it up. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I, I mean, it, it's it's cool. It's, I didn't I didn't had no idea. Yeah. Who knew? You know, we know everybody listening now knows. Yeah. And I don't know, man, he was a lot of fun. He, he, he didn't have a lot of time, but then he gave us like twice as much time as he gave other people. Well, he didn't have a lot of time, but he gave us a lot of information, a lot of, a lot of attention in that time because yeah. I was worried that, so just so everybody knows the interview was set up. Like he had a, a couple of days blocked to do interviews for people and he was giving people time. Okay. Show up at this time on this meeting, whatever. And we'll, yep. we'll talk. Here's for, your meeting you know, ID. Here's the time. And this is the time right. you need to call him. We'll talk 15 minutes. And that was fine. We're like, okay, it's cool. It's Kevin. He's a busy guy. We get it. But I expected like his attention to like, you know, he's going to answer the same questions and, yep. you know, whatever. But we didn't but ask the same he, questions. Right. We didn't. But we had his full attention. Like We had his, it wasn't like he was doing something else. He was giving us his full attention and giving us the respect of, you know, hey, I'm talking to you. So this is what I'm doing with him. And I, I'm going to answer your questions as best I can. And he gave us some really good, like his answers weren't one word. His answers were explaining why he was giving the answer. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Uh, I did. If you're interested in more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, you should go check out our interview uh, about the creators of the movie from 1990. Yeah. 91. Yeah. It's a a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, You know, both those guys aren't the most PC, so it's even more fun because of that. (laughs) It makes it a a lot of fun to listen to and you go, ooh, did he say what? Yeah, he said what? (laughs) But go check it out. And... When you're checking that out, go see some of our other back issues. There's a lot of cool stuff there. There's also a ton of other podcasts on that site. Spoilerverse.com. You need to check all all out. So many podcasts there. And so many articles and reviews and previews and so much good stuff coming out daily and multiple times a day that you need to go check out Spoilerverse.com and do all that. And while you're there, go to the store link, pick up a t-shirt or a hoodie or a face mask or something else. Look fly as hell, as I'd like to say. And, uh, you know, help us out because we get a dollar or two from that. And it really helps out, you know, to keep the uh, the site going. Perfect. All right, guys. I think that's a show, Johnny. That's a show. We are good. Yeah. <laughs> In an ocean's <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> we are good. That's the feeling compels you to do. Open the mind and interrupt, Johnny. No, read more. <laughs> as you do. All right, guys, we're out.